Hello, I'm Kate Freeman, and this is The Daily Dollop. On this episode of The Daily Dollop, I'm going to be talking about smart snacking strategies to help you stay consistent with your nutrition, but flexible within your busy life. Welcome back to The Daily Dollop, everybody. My name is Kate Freeman, and I'm a registered nutritionist and the founder of The Healthy Eating Hub and The Healthy Eating Clinic. Fun fact about me is that I actually get bored super easily with routine mundane tasks, administration. I do not like it. I really admire the people who say they love administrative tasks because that is not me. I love throwing myself into big, interesting projects where I'm creating something or exploring a new idea. I love it. I get obsessive. I don't sleep or shower or eat. And in fact, if I'm super into something and I start to feel hungry, it actually annoys me. (laughs) I'm like, dang it, body. I'm busy here. I don't want to go and eat. But of course, I'm a nutritionist and I know how important it is that I'm listening to my body. And so chatting about snacking today got me thinking about my preferences around snacking, you know, my tendencies to work in this way of either getting really bored with routine mundane tasks or just getting super into these big creative tasks and then not wanting to eat. And so I wanted to mention, you know, when it comes to snacking, it's actually a really complex and diverse eating habit. And there are lots of ways that you can make snacking work for you. One of the most common questions I get about snacking that also frustrates me is the fact that people are like, what should I do with my snacks? Or how should I snack? And the reality is there are no rules. There's not really one black and white statement that I can say to them that will help their snacking habits because what and how they snack really depends on their life and so many different factors. And I've said this before a number of times on the show and I say it in nutrition presentations and to clients, but nutrition information requires a context and that context is you. So from a snacking perspective, what you decide to snack on and how you decide to snack needs to be based on your lifestyle, your food preferences, what you like to eat, your goals, your nutritional needs, you know, other factors like your working environment or your home environment, your routine, your budget, right? There are so many different aspects of our lives that will influence our food choices and in particular your snacks. And so one of the things I want to challenge you to think about when it comes to your snacking habits is that there probably isn't just one solution for you. Across the course of your week, there's probably a number of different scenarios that go on around your snacks and you might need an arsenal of solutions and different strategies to help you manage those. And try not to have a black and white view of your snacks. What the most important thing I believe when it comes to nutrition 
is feeling confident in your food choices. And so regardless of whether you choose to eat a carrot stick or a piece of chocolate, that you're happy with that choice because you feel comfortable that it fits within your goals and your lifestyle and everything else that is important for you. (sighs) I feel like that was just a, a big rule download of something that I was passionate about. I guess the main message that I want you to remember is that there aren't any rules. There are simply just, you know, routines and habits that may or may not help you stay consistent and happy with what you're eating. And at the end of the day, being happy with your food choices is the most important thing. So to help me with this episode, I've enlisted my team again because they're amazing and they know their stuff. So I've got six smart snacking strategies from the Healthy Eating Clinic team. So first up, let's hear from Natasha. I'm Natasha and I'm a dietitian with Kate at the Healthy Eating Clinic. I always try to encourage clients to have a nutrition-focused outlook on their snack choices. So when it comes to snack choices, I say go for a more fulfilling option, which basically means that it has a source of protein, some dietary fibre, and that are generally low in sugars. This should ensure that it keeps you energised and satisfied until your next main meal. My go-to snacks are Yopro yogurts with a tablespoon of mixed nuts and seeds, or for a savoury option, rice cakes with hummus, tomato and salt and pepper. I love those snack ideas, Natasha. Yum. But I love the perspective of having a nutrition focus for your snacks, which is a really lovely way of approaching your snack time and seeing it as another opportunity in your day for nourishment. So can you include some nutritious foods at your snack time as just, you know, another time when you're getting in some fiber, some protein, some vitamins, some minerals, and and finding something that helps you feel full and satisfied. Super, super great idea there. Now we're going to hear from Claire. Hi, I'm Claire and I'm one of the dietitians at the Healthy Eating Clinic with Kate Freeman. I find that afternoon snacking is only really problematic if it's happening impulsively or mindlessly. So I like to approach snacks in two ways. One is to make a decision ahead of time for something that I'm actually going to look forward to eat. So that might be planning to have some apple and some blue cheese or a crumpet with a bit of peanut butter or um, some crackers with a little bit of a really nice dip like a beetroot or sour cream and onion. Um, But then the other thing is to make sure that I take a break to eat it, to really register that I've had something to eat uh, and that can really stop me from going back for more and more and more. So I hope those tips are helpful. Cheers. Thank you so much, Claire. I love this approach to snacking because we can approach our snacks from a nourishment and nutrition perspective, but how we eat those snacks is just as important as what we eat. And so definitely that whole forethought and being intentional with your snack and planning something that you're really looking forward to eating will help one, keep your awareness over your snacks really high and help you make choices that suit you. So certainly tackling snacks with intention is really, really important rather than just, you know, not planning um, and hoping for the best. I like the idea as well of taking a break and, and enjoying the snack, you know, it can be great for both of you, your mind and your work as well as you know, helping you feel like you've registered that snack. Such great advice, Claire. All right, now we're going to hear from Michelle. Hi, I'm Michelle. I'm a paediatric dietitian and I work with Kate at the Healthy Eating Clinic. Most days, 
by the time afternoon tea rolls around, I am definitely hungry and I've got my three hungry kids to cater for as well. We're always on the go heading from school to whatever after school activity that they have on. So it's gotta be something that's transportable. To make sure we're all hitting our daily fruit quota, I usually pack us a piece of fruit and then add in either some dairy or some nuts as well so that the snack really hits appetite on the head and that helps it last all the way through to dinner. My kids and I love either sharing a punnet of berries, although I have to fight them to get my fair share, <laughs> and then having each of us our own high-protein squeezy yogurt like Chobani. Though my personal favourite is to have bananas and then a small box of nuts each, like the ones that come in the packs of six. I find they're perfect to have as a backup in the car. Amazing, Michelle. Fully agree with this. When life gets busy and you've got kids in tow, transportable snacks is where it's at. And fruit is obviously a fantastic transportable snack. You know, bananas and mandarins have their own packaging. And certainly we've heard this from Natasha before, but pairing your fruit, so being rich in fibre with some protein or something um, with healthy fats, so yogurt or nuts, is actually just that combo can help the that snack be just that little bit more satiating and get you through to dinner than just fruit all on its own. The other thing I really love about Michelle's advice is that she's planning these snacks for her as well as her kids. And I've met lots of mums and parents over the years who do a really fab job of planning great food for their kids, putting together these epic snack lunch boxes for their kids, but they haven't plant anything for themselves and they're the ones that go hungry or just grab whatever is around them that they're not happy with. And so I definitely encourage you to spend the time, like if you're pulling together healthy, great snacks for your kids, just spend a couple more minutes doing the same thing for you as well, because you absolutely deserve to be prioritized. All right, let's hear from Esmerie now. Hey, I'm Esmerie and I help Kate with marketing at the Hub and Clinic. So snacks... How good are snacks? I can literally talk about snacks all day, but I won't. Instead, I'll tell you about my favorite snacks. So the first one would definitely have to be peanut butter and apple. Uh, I've recently discovered the Mavis peanut butter brand. Oh, it's delicious. Give it a go. Uh, the second one is definitely the yogurt parfait recipe we have on the Hub's website. Um, yeah, it's basically just yogurt mixed with fresh berries, nuts, oats. It's really filling as well. And the last one is definitely a ricotta, um, um, ricotta on a crumpet with fresh berries again, like blueberries, some cinnamon and honey. Delish. Give it a go. Bye. Amazing ideas, Ez. Amazing. I love how passionate Ez is about snacking. She's so great. But again, she's so right on the ball where a lot of her snacks is where she's pairing some fruit with either a fat-rich food like peanut butter or whole nuts. I mean, um, that just combo is a game changer. It's delicious. She's absolutely right. Um, but also then, you know, sometimes something that's protein-rich uh, like ricotta or yogurt or even something like completely different. So I sometimes, you know, can have like a nice little tin of tuna and a piece of fruit. So I'm not actually eating them together because that's gross, but I'm eating one after the other and I'm still getting the benefit of getting some fiber and some protein in at my snack that just makes it much more satiating. 
I also think the food combos just makes it just more interesting and enjoyable snack that you can um, eat and look forward to eating. All right, now we're going to hear from Camille. Hi, my name's Camille. I am on the reception team at the Healthy Eating Clinic with Kate. And I always want a snack in the afternoon. I don't know what it is about the three o'clock, four o'clock time. Yeah, just always want a snack. Super depends um, on what I've had for lunch as well. So if I've had a really big lunch and it's really satisfying, I'm not actually hungry, sometimes a cup of tea does the job. Maybe a cup of tea and like a little biscuit or something like that. Usually a piece of fruit, something light as well because I'm not super hungry. It's just actually, I don't know, wanting to eat something in the afternoon. If I am feeling like something a bit more satisfying though, I sometimes do some savory, easy snack food. So like corn fritters are currently something that I'm really liking. So corn, eggs, flour, you can chuck a whole bunch of like spices and herbs and other veggies in there, which is really easy. Cheese, also super good. Also savory muffins do the same job. So just veg, corn, bunch of good stuff. Delicious, a little bit more satisfying than a Tim Tam. Super easy. Amazing Camille. And I 100% agree that three to 4 p.m. time slot absolutely varies depending on what lunch was. And this is actually key. I often talk to clients about thinking about what happens before snack time. So what they're eating for breakfast, morning tea and lunch as part of their overall snacking strategy to help them manage the afternoon time better. Because certainly if you haven't eaten very much throughout the day or because either you've been weight conscious and you're being a bit restrictive or you've just been busy and you've run out of time to eat or like me, you've thrown yourself into a project and you don't want to eat and stop, is that you get to 3 or 4 p.m. absolutely starving. Whereas if you have eaten well throughout the day and you've you know, chosen feeling satisfying foods, then you might not be so hungry at 3 to 4 p.m. And then that will determine what you want to snack on. The thing I love about Camille's advice is that she's approaching this time with no rules. So if she wants a small biscuit with a cup of tea, she has one. Um, she, If she wants fruit, she has fruit. If she wants something more substantial, she has something more substantial. And I think that that's also a key part of your snacking strategy is that you don't have to just stick to one way of snacking. It's the ability to listen to your body and make a choice um, based on what you're feeling like at the time as well. And corn fritters, great idea. All right, lastly, let's hear from Melissa. Hi, Melissa, and I'm a dietitian with Kate at the Healthy Eating Clinic. I don't usually snack. Three main meals a day is often enough for me. However, when I try to be more active and exercise a little more regularly, I get insanely hungry. And my lack of snack options has seen me turn into a bit of a cupboard gremlin where I basically eat anything I can get my hands on. Things that I don't even like, such as the husband's biscuits. I can hear myself whining to him about how yuck those biscuits are in my head as I wolf down a packet, or straight spoons of mayo or chili oils straight from the jar. Gross, but true story. I do learn from my mistakes. In the last weeks, as I start to get active again, I have also decided to be more organized with snacks. My go-to snacks are simple, just whole fresh fruit. I am also trying to build a habit of drinking two cups of water whenever I feel like a snack. Half the time, this actually kills my hunger. Turns out I was just thirsty. So far, so good. Amazing advice, Mel. And sometimes you're not a snacker and that's okay and you just prefer three meals a day. Absolutely. Fine. However, sometimes it's just knowing what to do when your appetite changes. And one of the things I love about Melissa is how real she is because all of us, dietitian or not, we're all real people 
And so she's also finding just a small amount of intention with her snacking habits to one, ensure she does have something to eat and two, taking into account that her hunger might be driven by something else like thirst. Um, And so, you know, as you can see throughout this whole episode and the different pieces of advice from the team is that nutrition is not so black and white and there really isn't just one answer to the question of how should I snack. It really depends on an individual having one good nutrition knowledge and no food rules, understanding how they need to eat for their goals and then having the confidence to make the food choice based on their routine, how they're feeling, what their goals are and what's available to them at the time. And this is just a skill that someone must learn, develop and practice. It takes a little bit more effort to develop this skill than it does to say be super black and white and just stick to a rule. But the long-term benefit of this kind of food confidence far outweighs the frustration of trying to stick to a rule and then finding that it only suits you every now and then and you're not able to be consistent. So I've actually built a whole module in my program on snacking. It's four weeks of building the skill of smart snacking, looking at hunger and non-hunger reasons of why we're eating, boredom, stress, emotional, as well as the nutritional strategies to help you manage your appetite and build a healthy, delicious snack. So head to my website and check it out. I've popped a link in the show notes that would just give you an overview of what's included in that module and what you can learn. But that's it for today's show. I hope you've enjoyed hearing from the team. Give me a shout out over Facebook if you would like to hear from them more. Otherwise, we'll see you next time. After years of being bombarded with diet culture, I so understand that the world of healthy eating is super, super hard. My healthy eating program helps people who are struggling with their eating habits to lose weight, feel good about themselves and eat well for the rest of their life. I do this by teaching one nutrition principle at a time and showing you how to establish this knowledge as a habit in your everyday life. This is unlike any other program on the market today that simply gives you a meal plan, a list of good and bad foods or expects you to change everything all at once. Life's too short to live with food stress. To become a habit builder and not a crash dieter, join my program today at healthyeatinghub.com.au. Thank you so much for checking out The Daily Dollop. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe so that we can spread the podcast far and wide and so you don't miss an episode.